Well, like when I was little, my sister and I would fight physically sometimes. You guys skipped all that. I will say we would still fight. He was obsessed with uh, WWF wrestling. Wait, why? (laughs) Like, no, Chloe, like face painted. He was the ultimate warrior, like in real life. One time he like body slammed me so hard that he pinched a nerve in my neck and I had to wear a neck brace in the airport because we were flying to New York the next day to see my mom. Wrestling is life. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Core Self Podcast. I'm Chloe. And I'm Mona. And we're recording virtual again. Oh, yeah. We're virtual, babe, because we're traveling. Where are you? (laughs) I'm in Miami. This is my third week of like a three-week travel, which is insane. Um, I was in, my first week was in Utah for my birthday and a little business for Gary. Then we were in Dubai, and now we are in Miami with family. Oh, that's nice. I'm flying out, too. I'm going to go visit my sister in Maine uh, for the weekend. Perfect timing for the siblings episode. I Every time you post at your sister's, I'm like, are you at a wellness retreat? It just looks like the most beautiful. Like, there's like a fireplace or something. There's the dog. And then I see trees out the big windows. It's so beautiful. Yes. I love a floor-to-ceiling window moment. My sister majored in architecture. So, you know, her homes have to be like to a certain architectural design standard. That's exactly right. It looked so aesthetic. I think floor-to-ceiling windows, when you look out and see trees, is the most serene thing ever. I know. What is that like? I see trees of concrete. (laughs) I know. I mean, mean, if you have floor-to-ceiling in New York or anything and you have New York City views, it's still pretty, but the trees are just something. I've just been very drawn to nature lately. We both grew up in nature, so that makes sense, right? We probably miss breathing that clean air and hearing birds and seeing stars. Like, I don't think I've seen a star. I can barely see the moon, (laughs) even though I live so high up. The buildings block the moon. So I'll be like trying to do my intentions. And I'm like, where are you? (laughs) Moon. Wait, you know what's so funny, though? As I was saying that and thinking about us, I'm like, oh, I love nature. But I selectively love nature because... Sometimes I'll like go to family's house where there's like woods and bugs and I'm like, absolutely not. Give me some nature with like looking at the trees from inside or maybe some snowy mountains or a beach and that's about it. I don't want to be like hiking in the woods at all. Yes, I am an indoor girl. (laughs) I am like, give me all of the floor to ceiling windows. Don't need to be outside in the woods ever. Yes. Ticksville. Yeah, I'm I'm actually really terrified of bugs to a point where it's actually... Are you as terror? Like, do you jump up and scream? I cry. Me too. Wait, should we go to a class? <laughs> I think we should go to a hypnotist. I mean, bugs are so natural. Like, it's really crazy. It makes no sense to me because, like, if I see like an ant, I like cry. I cry, like tears. But I have an irrational fear, and I was thinking, I'm like, we should do one of those classes where like you get over your fear. But then the thought of putting my hand in anything with a spider, like, I'm a, I'm crying right now. No, I took this class on expunging your fears because I also have a fear of heights. And they say like the only way to expunge it, you don't really ever get rid of it. You can just expunge it through repeat exposure. Like there's no way I'm going to repeat exposure myself. I was just like hate bugs for the rest of my life. Right. Like I'm not going to stick. Yeah, like I'm not going to expose myself to ants. That's like a perfect segue because I'm like thinking about my brother torturing me growing up where he would like take a bug and chase me around the house. But you grew up with a sister, so you didn't have to worry about it. No unforgivable. I agree. (laughs) Unforgivable. Nima? Yes, today's episode is with my brother. And it's just, I I think this is a really good episode. We were talking about it. You said you loved my energy the most in this. Maybe I was just so myself, right? It's my brother. Yeah. 
you were like, no, listen, this is how it was. <laughs> <laughs> Tell this story. I loved it. It was like, yes, Mona, yes. So this episode's really good. We get into our dynamic, which was extremely unique growing up. I always assume most people know, but actually a lot of people don't. We talk about Shaws of Sunset, how we even got on the show, our experience with it. And we talk about your family and your sister dynamic. It's just a good episode. Okay, enough said, Mona. Let's get right into it. Okay, we're so excited to have you on. We're so excited. I'm excited to be here. It's so crazy that like... You're here. <laughs> I know, because like we hang out socially. Yeah, what a good brother. Thank I also you. feel like my dog is the bridge between our friendship. Oh my God, your dog is the bridge. Your dog is Chloe's boyfriend. Yeah, my for boyfriend. those that don't know, I think Chloe likes my dog more than she likes me, which is I'm not, I'm not normally I'd be threatened by that, but I'm actually not threatened and fully embrace it actually. Well, to be fair, your dog has slept over in my bed. That's true. Your dog and I have made out. That's right. Yes. Your dog and I have shared meals together. <laughs> We've gone on many long walks. Why isn't Jax on my lap right now? Like, Why this is my question. Why isn't he here right now? You can always call me. I get actual jealousy. Like, I'm like, oh, this is what it's like to feel jealous. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, we're so excited to have you, and I feel like just to intro everyone, obviously, this is my brother, Nima, Yep. and I just wanted to give everyone a little background because I feel like we definitely don't have a typical brother-sister relationship. But why is your relationship unusual? I'm confused about that. It's only weird in the sense that we didn't grow up together. Right, that's, that's the only... That's all it comes oh. down to, and yeah. I think that was really low-hanging fruit for Bravo, right? If you're trying to make a show, it's like, what, you didn't live together, what? Like that's so, and so they, that became the talking point. So that's really the only dynamic. And then when you don't grow up together, you don't have like those sort of traditional sibling bonds. So then you become an adult and like you sort of form those as an adult, which is why Mona's saying, hey, the friendship sometimes comes before the sibling thing, because that's shit that grows when you're eight years old, nine years old, 10 years old. We didn't really have that dynamic. Yeah. But I also feel like it's what made us closer as adults than most siblings. I was just going to say that. I feel like the way if you like all of the bad stuff that you don't want to remember about what you did to your sibling and that time, you know, like your sibling did this, all that happens before like college, high school. So if you like become closer during that time, that's like setting you up for winning. Well, yeah, it hardships. You skipped I mean, all that shit. It brings you closer, like any kind of like adversity or hardship you go through. And I feel like it almost made us closer as brother and sister. But, you know, we miss things like when I would go to L.A. to visit Nima. So basically, I lived with my mom in New York. Nima lived in L.A. with my dad. And we saw each other three times a year, right? Yeah. Summers, Christmas, and Easter. So it was obviously traumatic. Like we'd, I'd miss my dad and him, and he would miss me and my mom. But then when we were together, we were super close. But when I, I remember going to L.A. and I'd see your friends, and of course, you always think your older brother's friends are so hot. And I'd have, and it, I miss those like Nima's hot. Everyone, shout out to my <laughs> high school friends for the plug on that. Yeah, Tom Tom Nima's Hand, face is ever <laughs> Tom Hand right now. I used to. Can we do insert a Tom Hand? <laughs> Very handsome guy, by the way. They were all really cute. Yeah. So, but you know, like. I miss those, like, Nima seeing me go to prom or, like, being involved, like, when like, going to his friend's party. So we missed a lot of those things growing up. And then, you know, what we're super close now. I think that's the only thing we didn't really get to experience. So now that we've sufficiently depressed the audience, <laughs> really the, let's talk about terminal diseases next. <laughs> what do we got going on here? <laughs> no, this is about being your core self and just keeping it real. And it's okay. I have a thing with, like, trauma and hardship. I don't 
think we have to dwell on it. I think we recognize it and then we are able to move on from it. Like we don't have to make it this super sad story, but it, it is your story. Yeah. And that's okay. And it's just giving people context. Well, like when I was little, my sister sometimes, my sister and I would fight physically sometimes. You guys skipped all that. I will say we would still fight. Like you yeah, would, he definitely would, he would, he was obsessed with uh, WWF wrestling. So Still. he would have to practice Wait, the why? moves on me. <laughs> like, no, it. Chloe, like face painted. He was the ultimate warrior, like in real life. One time he like body slammed me so hard that he pinched a nerve in my neck and I had to wear a neck brace in the airport because we I were mean, flying listen, to New York the next day to see my mom. Wrestling <laughs> so he, is life. Wrestling you know, is life. I was trying to be a wrestler at the time, Chloe. I was very committed to that career path. And needed a, I needed a, a practicing dummy. But it's like not we, too late. You, yeah. I feel like you worship your older sibling, right? No matter I what. I wanted to do every, I wanted to be everywhere she was. Same. I wanted to wear everything she wore. I wanted to, except math. I didn't want to do any math. But, you know, I wanted to do everything else. She, like she was captain of the debate, debate team. So I had to be captain yeah. of the debate team. Yep. You know, she was like a, in an orchestra. So I had to be an orchestra. Like it was like, I was obsessed. But, you know, she, I don't think she felt the same way. But then when we went, when she went to college, we became best friends that was like back in the day when it like cost money per minute to oh, talk on the phone yeah. do you remember, Do you remember right. those so my days? parents used to get so angry there were like thousands of dollars a month phone bill but they couldn't get too angry because we fought a lot growing up and we weren't as close we didn't actually fight but we were like not as close and they were like oh but they're talking this much it's so cute you can't, it's like so sweet I, I gotta rein us into shots because i want to give people a little backstory to how we got on the show and that whole yeah experience. yeah but i want to say so i would rather die on the sword of being myself and where I'm at right now in my life than pretend to be something that I'm not. I cannot do that anymore. I just can't see you pretending to be anything anyway. Oh, I anyway. was the oh, fakest he, motherfucker he, on the world. I haven't Chloe. seen the show either. I was, I, was a, I was kissing babies and shaking hands. I was literally Mike on Shaw's. would be like, you're a politician, dude. Okay, wait. So just quickly about Shaw's. So we were living in LA. Uh-huh. I got reached out to on Facebook to interview for Shaw's. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. It's going to be, let me just do it. Who knows where it will go. We get to the interview. They're like, do you have any Persian friends? I'm like, not really. Start talking about my brother. And then they were like, we'd love to meet your brother because we want two Persian people. Wait, so you were on it first? I thought well, you I brought got, her. Well, I got interviewed on it. to be. So I brought him in. Makes sense. He's like, Nima's very charismatic and can turn it on, whereas I'm just like a little more zen, I guess. It, my charisma comes out after you know me for a while. It's not. It doesn't come out immediately, but he's got it right away. So after all the interviews, we go in together. We're both getting hyped. Like, all right, this is going to happen. Then they're like, hey, so we actually only want a male. So That's not entirely true. <laughs> okay, That's not entirely true. What happened? That is not entirely true. We went on a Shaw's together. This is together. some sibling shit right Yeah, here. we went on a Shaw's <laughs> yeah. together. And we went into the very first filming scene. They took the cast to this, like, ski trip. They Wait, were there. this happened way before that, Nima, when they decided you were going to be main cast and I was going to be friend of cast. Yes, but I don't think, I think in retrospect, yeah. they were actually open to it going either way. They may have presented me a contract. Right. I think they were open to it either way. I think when I, and remember when in the first filming scene, Mona had, you had an anxiety attack in the party bus. Oh, oh my God. Wait. Yeah. Okay. So I'm in a yellow suit, like slamming champagne. Like this is like, I was born to do this. Mona turned to me. I had full anxiety. Thank Why? God you were there. Yeah. Well, so anyway, he basically... He gets cast as main. I had like a full jealousy moment for a second where I was like, yo, this is my thing. And then I was like, you know what? This actually is, first of all, I want the best for him. Second, this is better for me because I don't have any commitment and he's willing to share anything and I'm not. So if I'm not getting paid to do this, I have full control. So that was me going into it. So first scene, it's a ski trip. 
We go on, basically have to go meet the whole cast at the house, and we have to get on this party bus situation to go to the mountain. And it's reality TV. So they turn on music. They're all standing up, like, rapping, singing, dancing. I have social anxiety when I don't know people and cameras are on. And I, I just honestly, even if there was no cameras, I was in full anxiety mode sitting down. I was like, I feel so awkward. I There's no way I'm going to stand up and dance with these people. Thank God Nemo was there. Honestly, that was a moment of like, he was like, are you okay? I can see it. You're fine. Like he kept giving me that big brother like comfort. It was rough for me. What they don't tell you going into those situations is that the cast is there to make a show. So like normal human beings on a party bus are not going to be at level 11. They're going to be sitting, having some drinks, hanging <laughs> Maybe out. Maybe Chloe. Maybe. <laughs> not. So. The average. Part about the average inner, human the being. Inner Chloe. <laughs> I was like remembering that time on a party bus with DJ Ruckus. <laughs> but anyways, the point is like, it's just zero to a hundred in that situation. I'm a chameleon. I can, I can fucking make it work. You strike me as kind of the same. Yeah. It affected Mona a little bit. And I think that's where you started to see the divergence on Shaw's where they're like, yo, we need people that can just like stick with it because this is a circus and you have to be okay with being in the circus unless you're just like, I don't care. I'm going to go with it. So the next morning, it was like a weekend trip. Oh, yeah. They were all sitting in the kitchen and they they just get into like a raunchy conversation. And I remember being like, I don't want my face in this scene. I am too classy for this. And I was freaking out. Like, I just can't. Whereas Nima's just like having fun with it. And I I was worried about this personal brand, which in retrospect, I think I was going the too much of the old school, like, I'm a professional doctor, I can't, I don't think it would have mattered, but my anxiety levels with it just weren't working. What was the scene that you ran out of? Fully ran out. Like, I was like, was my, my face will not be yeah. in this scene. It was when Reza and Mike, we were in Vegas. Oh, Vegas. They were yes. screaming everyone. I thought they were going to get in a fight, and I just fully walked out the door. <laughs> Literally, Mike breaks down down crying. I sent him that picture of his face crying whenever he upsets me. I'm like, just remember, dude, this is (laughs) you crying to another grown man. You know, just remember. Uh, Mona, like, literally out the door, went to the lobby of the hotel. Like, the hallway wasn't even safe enough. I went and started texting Erica. Yeah, she went downstairs to the lobby of the hotel. She needed, like, nine-floor buffer window. Were you mic'd? Yes, I was like, fuck this, but I was texting. (laughs) Honestly, I, I was so... I just... I'm not good for reality TV in situations like that. Well, like, so you, but you were saying earlier how you felt like a little bit jealous because he was getting like more attention on the show. Like, did you guys have, because you didn't see each other a lot, did you guys have a lot of jealous energy? Because I know for sure my sister and I didn't have any jealous energy, like young or older, but like we never had that jealous energy. And I wonder if that's because like we lived together our whole lives. I definitely got a little jealous. I think I felt overpowered. Because Nima can have a really big personality on TV. And I also, I mean, just to be real, I felt like you were turning it on. I was like, you're not even like, maybe you're over-exaggerating your personality a little. I was a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. And then I was like, and I just couldn't do it. Not even because I'm better. It just is not yeah. my personality I to do it. To, I just, yeah. well, I'm, I'm not able to do it. I'm going to chime in on this. I think actually it I wasn't. It There's not a normal, persistent jealousy or envy up to that point i think the x factor in that situation was national tv bravo right and the unknown of that right there was prior to that mona had a a personal brand i had like 400 followers on instagram right and neither of us had really fucked with national television before no so that carrot right is like a very attractive thing so when you're like oh shit they want me but now they're pivoting to my brother like mona and gary traveled the world they go do cool shots. There has never, you can ask Erica, there has never been a second 
of me being envious of that. I'm literally like, that's so amazing. If it was that. anyone else, I'd be like, fuck you. I hate you. I'm unfollowing you. But like with them, I'm just like, I love you guys so much. I'm yeah. so happy for you. I think jealousy was the wrong word. I just said jealous because I heard the word jealous. But yeah. what I meant was like rivalry, you know, like sibling more, rivalry, because that's normal, right? I think more com- maybe it was a competitive a little bit because it was right. I don't know. Did you feel I definitely felt it. But I, I think like. I was trying to build my personal brand and I was like, is this my moment? But then I kept feeling like that I was, was blowing not your it. moment, girl. <laughs> I thought it was in the moment. You know, I didn't know. That's what I'm saying, though. I think all of this, <laughs> oh this God. micro moment of like envy, jealousy, whatever you want to call it, was 100% driven by the fact that Bravo was this landing spot. Right. That was the X factor for us. And the minute you realize that like, oh, no, there's actually life after Bravo. There's media outside of Bravo. You It normalizes a little bit. But it kind of brought you guys closer in a way. Oh, what, completely. Show, right? For sure. I think like in some ways it, I don't know. Honestly, I wouldn't, actually, you know what? I'm going to take a step back. I don't think it brought us closer. Oh, I think we were close before. I don't think it made it any better. If anything, I think it made it a little bit weird for a minute just mm-hmm. because. I think, I want to speak Go for ahead. You. No, please. I think it normalized our dynamic because it was something that I would not talk about that much. Oh, you didn't grow up with your mom. It was just kind of weird. And That's then true. by it just being out there, even even with Bravo controlling the narrative of that, it became so normalized that it was like everyone. I went on a date with a girl recently mm-hmm. whose mom, she was at my house. Her mom called her and was like, I watch him on Shaw's. And she was like, on the on speaker was like, you know, you were married. Like, I didn't even tell the girl I was married yet. We hadn't even had that car. Mom like fully outs you. And I'm not going to hide it, but that's the part that I loved about it was that it like forces you to like, you're out there. I'm out there. You can Google me. Although Google says that I'm 5'9 and that really fucking triggers <laughs> You're me. You're so much taller I'm than 5'9. Thank yeah. you very much, Chloe. And it says I'm 5'9. Oh so my please God. know I'm not 5'9. But you, I'm out there. Like I'm out there. You you know my hey, shit. Your, your ankle to your knee is 5'9. Thank you. I will say I feel bad because at the time I was kind of getting upset at you for putting all of our stuff out there. I remember he was just like, I am going to go in and talk about our divorce and talk about how messed up it is that our parents separate. And I was like, this isn't your story to tell. And I was being protective of my parents. Now, after a couple of years, I'm like, you know what? We don't need to hide it. I've been so conditioned and like shamed by our past where our parents are always like, don't tell anyone, don't tell anyone. So at the time I was upset, but now I think it's really good that you were honest about it and you shared it. I don't regret it at all. I never went into it trying to be like, I'm going to embarrass our parents. I think the situation caused them some like post-traumatic stress and shame. Mm -hmm. And I was like, look, I'm sorry that we have to talk about it, but if this helps me deal with it, then you have to take a back seat on this. And that was the fight we would get into. I'd be like, listen, I get it's not my story to tell, but it also kind of But it also is, is your my story, story to tell. To tell it's you know? your life. From my POV. And like right. you can't they can't really control that narrative of it anymore. So yeah. I don't regret it at all. I don't regret the scene with my dad. We Crying. I broke down. I don't regret that at all. Like it's just part of life. I think hiding it makes you feel ashamed of it. And right. when you're shameful of something, that's when you hold in more trauma and make it a negative thing. Whereas this is just our story. Everyone has their shit. It doesn't I'm matter. telling you, I Annette, my best friend Annette, uh, you would love her, by the way. She, I always tell her, I'm like, live free. Like, be yourself. Live free. I used to struggle with this. And she's like, well, not everyone's crazy like you. Not everyone gets it. I'm like, I don't, it's, she goes, you don't give a shit about anything. Like, you, and I'm like, no, 
Uh, yes, I'm desensitized dramatically because when you're shaving your balls on national television, oh my god, done that twice by the way. Like you know, I know. It, I've I've showered naked on national television three times. You know, and like when you do that, you get desensitized to a lot of things. But I will tell you, it's not from a place of that. It's from a place of I don't want to carry the anxiety and stress. It actually stresses me out when I am fronting or when I'm like not being myself. Well, like, that's a real yeah. thing when you hold on yeah. to a trauma, like you said earlier, or any feeling when sometimes just writing it out, it's saying even, it out loud, it's not even being the trauma. your authentic I'm, I'm self. I'm talking about like, just this could be being... superficial stuff. Like, I think I'm a kind human being. I don't think I walk around being like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Oh, I, I mean, I consider myself considerate, kind. I think most people think that way about me, but I cannot fake the funk on what is core to myself and my belief system. I just can't do it. I, and it, it that causes me drama when I or stress when I'm like I can't act the way I want to. That's why I fuck with Gary so much is because Gary is a kind, considerate dude, he's but he's also like authentically himself. Like he'll tell you no. He'll t he's not afraid to tell you what you want. So like when he and I talk, I'm like oh shit, I know exactly what I'm getting with this guy. One thing I wanted to say that this is funny. This always bothers me is that everyone thinks that I'm older. Oh my god. This well, I always, I always all, think you're younger. Like, I know, but everyone's like, oh, we're like, who's older? And I'm like... But, I, but we have that dynamic because I think, and we've talked about this, yes. we're like, I'm very young at heart. You're, I think, an older soul. Mm -hmm. So I think that dynamic inverses a little bit to where people are like, oh, she's... I think older... I have a, a friend in the city, uh, these two girls, they're sisters. Mm -hmm. One's younger, one's older. The older one literally is a young soul. And you would think they were inversed. Yep. The young, the baby sister is just like, and I told him, like, you're an old soul. Like, you have an old soul energy. Yep. And she was, I've been getting this my entire life. She's lived many lives. Yeah. I'm like, I literally would have thought you were the old. And even though she looks physically younger. So I think it's not about physical looks. I think no, it's about your I'm, energy and your vibe. I'm partly kidding Mona there. meditates. She, like, hangs out with, like, Deepak Chopra. <laughs> I mean, Chloe's, like, best friends to Deepak. I love Deeps. He's so deep. Oh, my God. Yeah. You should, you should text him that right <laughs> wow. now. Wow. <laughs> Did you text him first I'm changing my name to, like. Deep deeps, hot and fabulous. I like deeps. Just, maybe that'll like because Babyface also looks like he's nine. He just came out of the womb like thirty years ago. So like, and I don't understand. Like maybe it's because his name is Babyface. Maybe Deepak. We is talked deep. about this spiritually. Do you think because he called himself Babyface yes. for so many years that he told himself he's young? No, I think he probably had a young face when he was young, Babe, and they just someone gave that nickname. He I've never like, changed. I'm going to harness this. What in for the 40 actual? Years. Oh I my mean, God! Talking yeah. to the tree made it grow better than talking negatively to the other tree. Yeah, that experiment. Yes, but so are you as spiritual as Mona? Or not no? even remotely. You're like no. my sister is not as spiritual as I yeah. would say me, but I'm not as spiritual as Mona. So it goes: Mona, Chloe, Nima. Jenny. Jenny, but Jen, uh, my sister does believe in astrology so hard. Oh, if you do. believe in astrology, you are spiritual. That's what I think too. I'm sorry. Yeah. If, first of all, if you see a leaf change, you have to be spiritual because how is it changing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I would say botany would be the answer to that. <laughs> Secondly, uh, I would say that I aspire to be more spiritual than I am. I think there's a value. Spiritual people always seem so grounded, and they always seem that they're like really just like zenned out all the yeah. time. And I only get like that when I take an edible. So I would, <laughs> I'd prefer to be that way a little more often. Yeah. But I think there's a, a wall which I would not be able to push past. Yes, there is. So first, what's funny about me and Nima is throughout the years, I feel like I would tell you to, I'm like, you should do this thing. And you're like, no way. And then you kind of, 
yeah. follow after a few years later. So I think with spirituality, that's going to be it. We were at VCon and Deepak was there. Deeps. Deeps was there. Deeps. Deeps, yeah. was, Deeps was being deep at yeah. VCon. And Nima had to film something for him. And he came over to me after Nima and he's like, Wait, he was just so zen. His energy. Uh, yeah. And it really moved you. And I, I caught like every he... main stage speaker as they basically exited the stage. I did a quick little two-second interview with them. Talk mm-hmm. about what you just did. Everyone. Aoki, Pharrell, you name everyone. Pharrell's very spiritual, yeah. too. All kind of the same shit. Like, hey, great, just talk, love it, whatever, move on. Spike Lee, the whole thing. Deepak Deeps was so calming. Gave me the same conversation, the same gist. I just came off. Gary, thank you for having me. But but as I'm like on my iPhone recording him, I was like, I felt this like relaxation. I was like calmed down. And I I remember I text mom like, wow, this guy has a really like calming effect on people. Beautiful energy. Yeah. And it was the first time that I was like, I really am interested beyond a normal, like he knows my friends and family. Like I'm actually interested in what this guy has to say because I actually felt that in that moment. I also have felt moments of spirituality. So I think that's... Hold on. Yeah. Share the story about you going to high school with everyone. Elementary school. Elementary school. Yeah. That was, you're going to love this. You probably will. Oh like my God. This. I'm just picturing you as a little elementary school, little, <laughs> little human. I had fucked up teeth, Aww. but it was charming. because I was Well, like your seven. teeth are great. They're fake, but yeah. I appreciate that. But they're that. amazing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I was like eight years old. My dad was taking me to school. Like we did every single... I was like older. I was probably... I was like fifth or sixth grade. You told me the yeah, story. Yeah. So I was... Every day, same routine. We he would do a little U-turn. He'd park in front of the school. I'd get out. Bye, Dad. I'd go down. This was every day for years. This one day, we do the same U-turn. We stop, and for whatever reason, I just sat there. I couldn't explain it. I felt this like pressure on my chest, like an actual weight on my chest. Now I'm 12. There's no concept of spirituality. My universe was WWF wrestling and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> like that was where my universe began and it ended. And Donkey Kong. And Donkey Kong and Mario <laughs> Brothers and like PlayStation. Like this is my life. So I felt this pressure on my chest and I sat there and normally my dad would have been like, what are you doing? Like get the hell out of the car. He just sat there too. Like he didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. And it was probably a solid four to five seconds, which is a very long time. Like think about that. Let's just wait five seconds. That's a long amount of time yeah, to sit is. in silence, right? That was so awkward. Why did so you awkward, do that? Yeah. <laughs> and so then as I'm sitting there and I feel this pressure, the car behind us, the woman was braking to drop her kid off, slips her foot, hits the gas pedal, and slams into the side of my dad's car. Basically hits it at an angle, goes right where I would have been into the side of the school. At like probably 15 miles an hour. Would have completely taken me out. Would have killed me. No <gasps> question. I mean like side yeah. swipes my dad's car into the side of the school right where I would have been exiting the car. And wow. I remember years later being like, I don't know what that was, what that felt like, but I felt something in that moment keep me in that seat. So those are the moments, our Deepak moment, or that moment that I'm like, oh, there is, there's got to be something more to this. Something. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it was... Da- our our grandfather, who we never met because he had passed, like our dad's dad. I, I don't know. Something yeah. was stopping you in that moment. So yeah. I feel like everyone has little like glimpses of spirituality. And then you still don't want to believe it until things start happening to you. I feel like when you have personal experiences, then you're like, okay, now I believe it versus just hearing stories. That's Maybe. a beautiful story, though. 
I'm telling you, it like to this day fucks me up. I think about this all the time because I've started to, as I get older, have a little bit of a hostile relationship towards religion. I really don't like organized religion. I'm starting to get very hostile towards it. I can feel the hostility. Um, part of that's predicated around what's going on in Iran. Part mm-hmm. of that's predicated around, I think, a lot of hate that happens in the world comes out of religion. And so... I think that pushes me a little more towards spirituality, which I see as like benign and sort of like inclusive towards everyone. Everything, regardless every of your being. creed, your faith, your sexuality, everyone has a place on the spiritual path. Whereas there are religions that literally like are, are prejudicial and exclude people on the regular. So I'm tending to go this way. Yeah, one of our um, guests, Amanda Nguyen, who is also an astronaut, she does a lot. She used to work, she trained at NASA, and she told, we were talking about how when astronauts go into space and they look down on the Earth, they become super spiritual because they look down and they're like, wow, we're one world. You don't see the separation. It's like an amazing spiritually spiritual what moment. an experience am wow. i the dumbest guest you're gonna have because like, <laughs> everyone here is like mit astronaut i was like i make commercials so casual. she's also an astronaut yeah. and she I was, was like, saying, i make commercials babe, <laughs> she also passed 58 laws in the united states yeah. for sexual su- assault survivors she's, she's amazing so she's, she's impressive. like an incredible human being yes yeah like I'm a fungus next to her, but yes. yes. Well, so, so for me, there's only up. <laughs> Start at the bottom, build the way up. I appreciate that. Guys, intelligence is not based on degrees. We know this now. No, absolutely. Nope. It's not. I feel like it's just not even being valued as much anymore. People are, yep. you know, everyone's looking into emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is so, it's so huge, especially now because we're always around each other. Like what you were saying earlier, like there's so much interaction, social media and in person again after being in lockdown. So... Yeah, And I think if you go back to this like core self idea, Mm -hmm. it really helps with the emotional intelligence angle as well. When you are operating from a place of like, I'm me, I'm going to own it. I don't care. And then let's say someone doesn't necessarily fuck with you or they have, or they're being flaky and you can just like detach from that and go, this isn't right for me. All good. It makes dating so easy. I have the easiest dating life. Ooh, I wish I was the spiritual easiest when I dated. <laughs> I have no drama, like z- literally zero drama in my life when it comes to dating because I'm brutally honest with the people that I date to the point that like it's maybe too honest. I get uh, thanked for that all the time because I guess guys are just out there lying to girls left and right. And I'm so quick to be like, this doesn't work for me. Like a girl that I met, two weeks ago that I was really into that I'm like, this doesn't work for me. This sucks. Like move on. So I don't know. I think it, once you start tapping into that, you, it unlocks a lot of things. I think that's what spirituality is to me. Like you, it's like a new religion. Yes. Like something to, you know, be able to say like, I'm not like God help me. Like, who do I pray to when I'm feeling down or when I'm feeling like I need guidance? And you know, I can always be like, universe, help me, right? And instead of saying a certain God, because at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, if one religion is correct, they're all correct, right? Because it's just hope, it's yeah. providing hope. It's giving you faith and hope. Faith, I totally hope. agree because I wasn't religious growing up. We didn't grow up with any sort of organized religion. And now that I have spirituality, it's like you have something to have faith in. Well, I guess that wraps it up. This was so good. It was so good. Honestly, I miss my sister. If she were here... My sister told me when I was um, 
coming up when I was when I signed with Babyface, I was like, I'm gonna sign with Babyface. Oh. And then she was like, just when you become famous, don't tell anyone you have a sister. I was like, wow, that's what? that's how the opposite she is of me. Wow. That does not run in the van gene pool <laughs> at all. I feel like tell everyone you have a brother. <laughs> Literally everyone needs to know you have a oh brother. My God. But yeah. that's so amazing. You guys are so cute and you guys make me want want my sister to be here. But Nima, are you like, what do you give everyone a, li- a little spiel on what you're working on? Anything you want to share? Directing full time. Um, my goal creatively, because I think Bravo unlocked a like, I can do this in front of camera. And I got a lot of positive feedback from people at the network. Like, you should be doing this. Like, you should be doing this. Yeah, you're good on camera. Yeah. So I think the main goal would be to do sort of an unlock of what Cole Bennett has been able to do, where he's like a very famous director. And that's been all the leverage I want to do. Could there be other verticals like stepping in front of camera with talent? Yes, there can. that could be a thing. But I want to have, to your point, a camera crew film me directing. Like when we did DraftKings and we had a camera crew watching me talk to like Tony Hawk and like what that experience. And then I would turn to the camera be like, this is what we're doing right now. This is a joy. Like it, that's what I want my shtick to be in life. Yep. And then any other thing outside, like whether it's a podcast or something, that's just part of my natural person. I'm a Leo. I'm an extrovert. I'm I a have Leo. to be out there. Are you? What's your birthday? August, August 6th. I'm August 1. Ah! That's how we fuck with each other yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, we could Jack. never date. That's though. why we have Jax. Jax is yeah. mine too. <laughs> yeah, but literally, like that's why I'm you like, both love me. Yeah, <laughs> that Leo energy. You have to be out there all the time. So it's like I. That's just inherent to who I am. I could not just go behind the scenes and be a director when I'm watching certain people and being like, I can do this better than you. Why is this right. hard? I can do this better than you. Why is this like that? Frustrates me. So I have to have that outlet. And by the way, from Jump with Gary, that's what we talked about. Yep. I was like, I can't just go behind camera. It will fuck me up too much. Mm-hmm. And he literally was like, dude, we're going to, you have to do the in, you have to be that guy, the, the director who's in front and behind of camera. Gary just got it from jump, which is why it wasn't even a question to do season 10. And now you guys are all working together. I know. That's it's so, so cute. It's so nice to have yeah, 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 my yeah. brother here. Yeah. You know, like my brother's We're here, my mom's here. We're production studio right now. You know, ah, it's like wild that I get to like come to a place as cool as this. And like we have sound stages downstairs and I get to be a part of that. Like that's just to me, it's like I, I'm forever grateful for what Gary has offered. And I think now my sister, now it's all about bringing the value back. That's it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Make sure you follow Core Self on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Mona Van and at Miss Chloe Flower. See you next week. Bye. Bye.